Well, good morning, everyone. It's really great to be together on a Sunday morning. And continuing our series, I want to look this morning at the story of David and David on lockdown. So here we go. Now, our story starts in the little town of Bethlehem. This is about six miles south of Jerusalem. And in the Hebrew, Bethlehem means the house of bread. Now, there's drama in Bethlehem when we join this story, because one day Samuel turns up. Now Samuel was Israel's prophet and he was a powerful man. He would hear from God and he would speak to kings and for the nation. And to be honest, everyone was a little bit frightened of him. And that day in Bethlehem, when he turns up, the elders of the town are like, um, Samuel, is this, is this good news, bad news? Why are you here? They're not really sure. And he says, no, it's okay. I've brought a heifer to have a feast. And so he brings along this large heifer and they prepare it for a feast and a sacrifice. And everyone's involved. The townsfolk are watching, the elders are invited. And then Jesse is invited. Now, Jesse is a very elderly man in the village and he's a farmer. He's a producer of um, cheese and wine and bread. And uh, he has flocks of sheep. He's very elderly and respected. He has eight sons and two daughters. And Jesse is invited to the feast along with the elders. Now, Jesse was of the the tribe of Judah and he is actually the grandson of Ruth and Boaz which is another lovely story. Now it turns out that Samuel is on a secret mission and this is a dangerous mission because if the king finds out, King Saul, then Samuel will lose his life. So it's a dangerous mission and it's a secret mission and Samuel has come to anoint a new king. Now obviously King Saul is still around. So to anoint a new king is like a terrible act of betrayal, but Saul's time is coming to an end. And God has told Samuel to go to Jesse's house because he's gonna choose one of his sons. So he has eight sons and two daughters, and here he is at the feast with seven of his sons. Now the older three had escaped the domestic life in Bethlehem, and they had gone off to be part of Saul's army. But here they are back in Bethlehem at this time for the feast. Now, they're all very impressive, and as um, Samuel looks at them, he's impressed especially by the three eldest who are warriors in Saul's army. And uh, in the book of Numbers, it tells us that to be in the army, you had to be 20 years of age. So we can guess that maybe these boys now are around 20, 21, 22, 23, maybe 24, they're the older boys. And then there's the four other lads and two daughters. So the other boys are maybe age 16 to 19. So, so Samuel goes through Jesse's sons and God says it's none of these. And so Samuel says to Jesse, because he, he thinks, well, God has sent me here, it's got to be one of them. And he says to Jesse, do you have any other sons that, you know, I don't know about? And Jesse goes, well, they're still the youngest. He's tending the sheep. Now here, the word for youngest can mean youngest, smallest, or unimportant. And so David, this is the first time we meet him. He's off in the fields looking after the sheep. And he, we can see in the story, he's on permanent lockdown. He's not invited to the feast. He's not considered important. He's not considered worthy of inviting. In fact, they just forgot all about him. So he's out there in the fields of Bethlehem on like permanent lockdown, unimportant, too young, too small, out of sight, not included, not even invited. So they go to get him. Now, as the youngest, he's probably around 15, 16. The youngest, maybe 14, 14, 15, 16. The Bible tells us when they brought him, this is the description. He was glowing with health, fine appearance, and handsome features. And Samuel, uh, uh, God whispers to him, this is the one, because the Lord 
looks at the heart. And Samuel, out of all the sons, none was suitable, but here was David. And so Samuel rises up and anoints him in the presence of all his brothers to be the future king. And the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 16, on that day, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And I wanna ask what was happening in the fields of Bethlehem on lockdown that David would be ready to be anointed king at the age 15, 16. What's going on here? And uh, how come he's ready? And the brothers are shocked as well. The whole family is shocked. He wasn't considered important enough to bring, but here he is being anointed as a future king. And what happens now after this surprising anointing is he gets sent back to lockdown life to look after the sheep all over again. Now, later on in 1 Samuel 17, we move on to another story. And here we see battle lines drawn between the Israelites and the Philistines. And the Philistines were always attacking the Israelites, but now there is deadlock because on the Philistine side, they have a huge nine foot nine inch warrior. Now we all know if we're little, that are, those inches are important. But here, you know, for Goliath, the nine foot and nine inches are very important to him. And so this warrior, Goliath, is terrorizing the army and basically is saying, well, let's not have a fight here. You send someone to fight me. If I win, we become your masters. If you win, you become our masters. But everyone knows it is certain death and no one can fight Goliath. Now, Jesse sends David to take bread uh, to his brothers, 10 loaves of bread and 10 cheeses to the commander of their army. So it's a bit like taking the teacher an apple, but here he takes 10 cheeses. And he sends David off to bring back news about the brothers. And at this point, David escapes lockdown. He gets away, he gets to the army, gets to the battlefield, and he escapes the sheep for a while. And his brothers are so annoyed. And you can see the brotherly rivalry here. And the eldest, Eliab, says, what are you doing here? And David goes, now what have I done? And you can see they just don't treat him with any respect. He's the youngest, he's unimportant, he's off there in lockdown. Here he is at the battle, at the excitement. And I think maybe it was embarrassing for the older brothers that nobody could go out to defeat to Goliath. Nobody could even try to go out there. Now Eliab says to um, his younger brother, to David, with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? He's so condescending, those few sheep in the wilderness. And I've often wondered, when David was out there on lockdown, was he on his own? Was he alone? Or were there others with him? Were there other young boys or, or other people from the household, any shepherds to help him? Or was he on his own? And it appears that he was pretty much by himself. Because Eliab asks, if you're here, who's with the sheep? And 1 Samuel 17, 20 records that when David left, it says early in the morning, David left to go to the battleground and he left the flock in the care of a shepherd. So he delegated his responsibilities. Now we also know that uh, David was a gifted musician. And when King Saul was depressed and needed a musician, one of his servants recommended David and he said, now the son of Jesse plays the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. And so Saul sends for David and Jesse sends David into King Saul's service at the palace with a donkey laden with bread, a skin of wine and a young goat. I don't think the young goat was on the donkey when it says the donkey was laden, but a young goat went along as well. 
And yet in 1 Samuel 17, 15, it tells us that although David was in the palace caring there and playing music for Saul, that he went back and forth. So 1 Samuel 17, 15 says, David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And so it seems that David was pretty alone in this task or very necessary to it because he, he can't leave it. He has to go backwards and forwards. And if he leaves, he has to delegate the job to someone else. And so now we look at this story where David arrives at the battleground. And when David arrives, he is shocked to his core. He sees Goliath threatening the Israelites. And he asks the men around him, the other soldiers, what reward is there for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? And as he's asking around, eventually gets taken to King Saul. And there he is in the king's tent. And he's maybe 15, 16 years of age. And in 1 Samuel 17, 32, it says this young lad, he stands up and he says to King Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. I will go and fight him. And we see David's overwhelming confidence in the power of God to solve a situation that no one else can solve. No one can solve this. We've all tried. We know the odds. We're working hard. We don't know what to do, but only God can do it. And this astonishing confidence um, is like contagious to those around him. But then Saul says, well, I, I don't think you can possibly do this. You know, you're just a boy. And in 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 37, this says this, and these are the secrets of lockdown. This is why we find this young man, anointed young, and then full of courage and confidence in this awful scene of the Israelites being taunted by Goliath and the Philistines. And it says this, David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and kill it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord res who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. The Lord who rescued me will rescue Israel. So as we see here, as a shepherd, it wasn't all writing poetry and playing the lyre. He's not just this handsome shepherd come worship leader writing the next hit out there on the hills, but actually he's been honing these raw warrior skills just for this moment. What really strikes me in this passage is when it says, when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. I mean, he just went all in. And incredibly, Saul accepts his offer. Something about his confidence is contagious, it brings hope, and his conviction says, let's give him a try. Now, David's lockdown life, that was the training for this moment because he knows who God is and knows his power. So here we come to the fight and they try and dress David in Saul's armor. He says, I can't wear this, I'm not used to it. I just need to be myself. And he goes to Goliath in his shepherd's kit. And I think this is really significant that it's the weapons of his life as a shepherd that he takes into battle. 
It's authentic, it's stripped back. The stripped back me, this is it. I'm authentic, I'm the shepherd. And he takes his sling and five smooth stones. And it's interesting that it says, in his shepherd's bag. So Goliath comes with a sword and a spear and David goes with stones in the shepherd's bag. And it's like the carpenter with his tools or the dancer with her ballet shoes or you know the guitarist with his guitar. And, and he goes with the shepherd's tools. Here he is as a young shepherd, the very job that caused isolation, the very lockdown life of being the shepherd, the very thing that made him neglected, the outcast, the forgotten, is now the very key to his future. His time in isolation prepared him. And this moment didn't just affect his own life, but it affected the destiny of a nation and it affected ultimately bringing the royal line that brought the birth of Jesus. So I want to say to each of us, never underestimate this time in lockdown. It is the training camp of God, readying us for our part to play, to bless others, to change a nation. David showed no fear had full confidence in the Lord because this was his training ground. What is God doing with you in this training ground right now? Now when Goliath saw him, the Bible says Goliath saw he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. And David says this to Goliath, I come against you in the name of the Lord. I will defeat you and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel, for the battle is the Lord's. And with that confidence, he steps forward, he takes his sling, he throws the stone, it strikes Goliath in the head. Goliath collapses, David goes over, cuts his head off. There's a big battle, everything's finished. And at the end of this, David is rewarded. He becomes the leader of armies, he marries the king's daughter. He goes into a period of fame and fortune and you know everything is just amazing. The king's son is his best friend, everything's brilliant. And then due to Saul's, terrible jealousy. David is, is run out of the palace. He becomes an outlaw and he's on a second lockdown. Oh my goodness. One was bad enough, but he has practiced at lockdowns now. And he goes into second lockdown on the run for his life. But what does he do in that second lockdown? He turns outlaws into warriors. They are David's mighty men. And finally, he becomes king. So what did David do on lockdown? How come he is ready? How come when the moment comes, David is ready to grasp it? So on that lockdown in Bethlehem, this is what he did. He faced fears. The lion, the bear, he didn't just chase them away. He fought them. He grabbed them by the hair and he became a warrior. And he also deepened his relationship with God. He wrote songs throughout his life, and especially in this time, I'd imagine all that time up there on the hills where he's able to pray and sing and write beautiful songs to the Lord. They're all recorded, and uh, they're mostly in, in Psalms, and they're so gritty and real, and a comfort and a support to us now. And when he was alone on the hills, it's like all is stripped away, just David and time alone. And he spends that time doing his job, caring for the flock, and getting to know God in a real way. Everything else is stripped back. And he does his job diligently. He learns to become a good shepherd, looking at the sheep's needs, their individuality, leading them to food, leaving, leading them to lie down, leading them to water, and protecting them from danger. And no wonder he 
looked at his sheep or remembered that time as a shepherd and wrote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He must have looked at his flock and how he cared for them and led them and that inspired him to say, do you know, the Lord looks after me like I look after my sheep, the good shepherd. So what about our lockdown life? When all is stripped away, our, our social life, not being able to see each other and all the other things. Let us see God's purposes right now in molding and shaping us. Let us treat lockdown as our own Bethlehem Hill. It is a time when God is coming to work in our heart. When everything's stripped away, it's just like the real me left. And what is that me when all the structures and everything is taken away? And how can we respond to God's love and be restored and be refreshed and be built? So how will we spend this time? God is preparing us for adventures to come, for our future. He's preparing us for battles that will need courage. He is preparing us that we will need wisdom like a king. He is preparing us to show and know real love like a band of brothers. And it is in this lockdown time that God can mould and shape us when everything else is taken away. So let us see the purpose. Now for David on lockdown in the fields of Bethlehem, he had no idea of his future. All he knew that he was the unimportant one, put aside, on lockdown, not invited. Yet the whole time God was preparing him, helping him. He learned to be brave. He learned to trust in God. He learned in those hours alone who God was and it made him ready for when his time came. And I think it's funny how on those very same hills many years later, where David had been a shepherd looking after the sheep, that on the birth of Jesus, that very night, when the angels come to bring that message, the first people they bring it to is on the same hills to the shepherds, just like David, to the shepherds on those same hills in Bethlehem, the angels come and bring that amazing message that Jesus is born and now everything will change. Because when Jesus came into the world, he came to forgive us for everything we've ever done wrong. That when we come to him, give our life to him, he transforms us, we have a clean sheet, we start again, we have a brand new life with him and we walk through life's journey with his peace and his joy. When there are times of frustration, like lockdown frustration, God helps us, he gives us the resources we don't have. His love helps us love those in our household. His patience helps us to be patient with this time. And let me encourage you, if you haven't found Jesus yet, just call out to him, ask him, come to me, Jesus. I turn away from the things I've done wrong and I ask that you'll come into my heart that I may know you and live with you. I ask that you'll forgive me and we start a brand new life in you. And God comes into your life and starts a brand new life. And so I think it's amazing that God kind of honours David's um, heritage there as a shepherd, that the first good news comes to the shepherds on those same hills outside Bethlehem. Very fitting. So our lockdown lessons, let me encourage you, use the time, don't let it drift by, neither let it be filled with anxiety or too much Netflix, but make use of lockdown, fill those gaps in your diary with devotion and flexing your muscles of faith. Recently, I heard something that Henry Cloud said that really stuck with me about this time. And it helps us to cope because all we have is now, this moment. That's all we have today, right now, this moment. How are we going to live it? How are we going to honor God in it and serve him? Anyway, Henry Cloud says this, 
Consider this one frame in the movie of your life. There's been the whole movie up to this point, and now we're in a freeze frame of our life, and we can't see the end, we can't see where it's going to, but this is not the total. This is just a freeze frame right now. And so how are we gonna use this freeze frame moment, our Bethlehem mountain moment? I want to encourage you, don't let our hearts get discouraged. Don't let us become fearful, but trust in God and allow the Father to train you in lockdown. And how we spend this season may determine our future. Now, David could have been resentful and sullen and um, dismissive and argumentative and not come that day when he was called down to the feast. He could have said, well, you know, I wasn't invited. Why should I come down? But instead of that, he had a heart full of love and passion and pure before God. So when he stood that day before Samuel, um, God showed Samuel that it was all about the heart. And in this lockdown time, God is dealing with our hearts. If we surrender our hearts to him and let it be a training ground. And in January 2020, God said to Cornstone, this message, this was our message for the year. It's a year to love. And how true that is right now, because we're kind of in an intense period of loving one another and loving God. I want to encourage us, let's do it. Love those around us, make it work. Love those in our home, love those at work where we're all on lockdown. Develop our relationship with God Learn to love him deeper. Learn more about him. Spend time in his word. Let's go deeper in this season. And when we do, Jesus, who is the good shepherd, he says this of us in John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Let's listen to his voice. So as we end now, I want to look at David's key. And one of them is from Psalm 1. And I think when, when David wrote this psalm, he talked about, nourish me, Lord, nourish me, hold me steady, let my roots go deep. Let's read it together now, Psalm 1. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on it day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on it day and night. That person is like a tree, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Don't we want that? That our, our leaf does not wither? and that whatever we do prospers. And what is the key? It is meditating on God's word day and night, reading his word, meditating on it. What does he say about us? What does he say about the world? What does he say about who he is? And we meditate on it. And as we do, if you know, when we do that, it yields fruit in its season. It will yield fruit. And this is a season right now of lockdown, a season to go deep, a season of putting down our roots, to be watered, to grow. And there will come a season of fruit, just like in David's life. So our lives, you and I, this is a season to invest. Invest in our relationship with God. Come to him, go deep, let those roots go down. And it is a season to love one another and those around us. Let's spend our time well. Let's be like David. 
there was a secret place and in that time he became a warrior he became brave and he got to know his God and in due time he saw the fruit and so will we let's pray together Lord I thank you for the Bible and how all these stories are recorded for us and we see Lord how David just used that time so wisely out there on the Bethlehem Hills that he got to know you he did his job well he became brave he was no longer afraid of anything and he won the battle for everybody and I pray Lord that you will come to us now and help us that we spend this time wisely that Lord we just submit ourselves into your hands that you will mold and shape us that you will craft us Lord in this time that we too will be ready help us Lord in this lockdown season help us to use it wisely and to grow closer to you I pray Lord you'll help us to put down our roots even further like a tree by a stream that we'll always be watered and that we will bear much fruit in Jesus name Amen well thanks everybody it's so good being together on Sundays bless you all take care